Quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome to Coach's Corner on 96.9, 94.9, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Giambola. Going to get you up to date of what happened over this Labor Day weekend. Wishing everybody a prosperous Labor Day. Being safe. Especially if you're in Vegas, it's a four-day weekend. I can't imagine what the traffic is going to look like going back to L.A. Where's the train when we need it? I've been a big proponent of the train for years. Um, and I'm not one that agrees with it stop, stops in Victorville. It needs to go all the way to L.A. So we can bring people back and forth. So, um, well, let's get a caught up to date here. Las Vegas Aces played the Chicago Sky last night. And did not do well for the Las Vegas Aces. 92-84 in favor of the Sky. And you had, this was the scoring for the Aces, Jackie Young with 12. Asia Wilson with 18 and 12 boards. Uh, Keisha Stokes, who the uh, TV announcers kept saying, she takes one shot every 15 minutes. They have a stat for this for her. She had six points, actually five points, but ten boards, a couple blocks. Um, Renika Williams had 14, Chelsea Gray with 10, Kelsey Plum off the bench with 23 points in 20, almost 25 minutes. But it wasn't enough, and they just couldn't shoot the ball and get a score at the end of the game when they needed it. Chicago played really, really well. Uh, they double and triple team. Asia a couple times, most of the game. Uh, so she was really kind of getting frustrated. Uh, but, again, the Aces playing without Liz Cambage, who is in quarantine um, because of COVID, and Derricka Hamby because of a sprained ankle that Bill Beer really wants to heal up completely. So here is Bill Beer with his post-game comments um, about the loss. With the sky, it, uh, Aces are still in second place overall with a 20-8 and eight record. They come back and they play the Minnesota Lynx, who is in second in the Western Conference at 18-9. Uh, so big game for the Aces. But here is Bill Lambeer talking about the loss to the Chicago Sky, and this is from the Aces Network. Let's go ahead and just uh, start with an opening statement. Um... We didn't play a very smart basketball game. We made a lot of mistakes out there today. Um, 
offensively and defensively. Defensively, we gave them big offensive rebounds. Uh, spread that big one down the stretch. It really hurt us and uh, let them get too many drives of the basket and transition points. Offensive-wise, we went stagnant at both ends of the half and at the end of the game. Walked the ball around, never got into anything, and uh, really had no movement on offense, and it hurt us. You know, we, we lost the game. Uh, we're still in a seed position. The game of the year is Wednesday. We know that. Uh, we just put ourselves in a position with no margin for error now. CC? Uh, Bill, what do you uh, attribute uh, the difference from today compared? Go ahead. I said, Bill, what do you attribute the the difference uh, between today and in the last game that you when you played these guys a few nights ago? Well, we're playing on their home floor. They played a pretty decent basketball game today. They made a lot of good plays. They shot fifty percent. Uh, that's about as good as they can play. Uh, and, you know, we're down two players, so it, it, we could really use those players today. It's not an excuse. We could have used them. We still could have won this basketball game. We just didn't play very smart. Sam? Hey, Bill, without those two, um, do you feel like fatigue was a, uh, an issue at any point, you know, especially in fourth? I don't know. Uh, it's professional basketball. You don't get tired, especially in games like this where you're trying to get a playoff seed. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't attribute. I don't want to even entertain that thought. We're, we, you know, we have enough people out there that can play basketball. We should have made the plays. Thank you. All right. Anybody else? Go ahead and raise your hand. There we go. Hey, yeah, this is Erica Ayala here. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Kia Stokes and um, how you think she's filling in. As you mentioned, you've got two players that are down um, and what you'd like to see uh, from her game in particular moving forward. Well, Kia Stokes is going to be who she is. She's an outstanding basketball player, a tremendous role player and a great teammate. Uh, she's not going to play out of her element, so I'm not going to try to make her be a 10, 15 point scorer. That's not going to happen. Uh, playing defense, blocking shots, getting rebounds offensively and defensively. That's what she does. And she executes her assignments on time. She's a very good professional basketball player. Bill, I don't know if you saw it. Um, taking, uh, going away from the game for a second. Angel McCautry was named to the W25 today. Obviously not with his sixth year, but what do you, what are your takes on her as a player and what she's meant to the Aces last year as a? Well, she as she a deserves to be top 25. She's in the finals four times or five times, whatever it was, single-handedly so, multi-Olympian, uh, outstanding player. Um, you know, we had her last year on, on the floor, this year off the floor. She's been a good mentor for some of the younger players, and uh, she's deservedly so being on that team. All right, thanks a lot. We'll be back with Asia and Kelsey Plum. Now, let's get back to Coach's Corner. Here again, your host. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, and we have Christian Adderson of the Casablanca Hotel and Resort and Christian, you've got this great event coming up uh, September 10th through the 12th, the fourth annual Casablanca Rib Fest. So tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. We, we have three of the uh, top barbecue vendors in the country coming to the Casablanca Resort uh, September 10th through 12th. And, you know, the, these three vendors, they've been, they've been going at it for a long time and have finished really well in all the major competitions. They have over 300 awards between the three of them um, competing in, in barbecue competitions across the country. And you can come out to the Casablanca Resort and get some great ribs and some great barbecue and, and try their food. 
Yeah, so the Rip Fest is free to the public. Uh, food and beverages, you, you will purchase them. But you've got some of the best, like you said, some of the best barbecue people. You have some of the some of the vendors are Austin, Texas Lightning, Chicago uh, Barbecue Company, and the Texas Outlaw Barbecue. Um, and those three alone have more than 250 first place awards in their 25 years. Um, and then you've got a special guest. Who's your special guest for this? Yeah, we're we're real excited about this. We we have the the number one competitive eater in the in the <laughs> whole world, uh, Joey Chestnut, coming out uh, to the Casablanca Rib Fest on Saturday, September 11th, and he's going to be here all day. He's going to be doing some great stuff. He's going to be judging some eating competitions that we have uh, during the event. He's going to be uh, doing an autograph session. So. If you're a Joey Chestnut fan, you got to come out. You can get to meet him and get an autograph um, right there at the event on September 11th. He may, like, uh, eat all the food of one of these vendors. He may go to one of the vendors' places and just, like, destroy their, their supply. Absolutely. This guy is no joke. He ate 76 <laughs> hot dogs in 10 minutes at the uh, the Nathan's Famous uh, Hot Dog Eating Contest this July. And he's eaten over 9 pounds of pulled pork is his personal record. Oh, um and uh, it's just an amazing feat, and uh, we think it's a great tie. And I think I think fans of barbecue are going to enjoy his appearance and enjoy his time at the Casablanca Rib Fest. So you're also going to have some fun for uh, for people come up. You'll have some tailgating games, uh, daily eating contests. You'll have the DJ playing, uh, and then you're going to have some some friendly competitions. So tell us about uh, some of the the mesquite competition that you're having. Absolutely. This is, you know, the Casablanca Rib Fest is a is a great community event. These these fun contests really uh, dive into that. We're we're going to have a competition, a watermelon eating contest competition between the three principals in Mesquite from the high school, the middle school, and the <laughs> elementary school. And Joey Chestnut's going to be the official judge for this competition. And the winning schools, uh, Mesquite Gaming and the Casablanca Resort, are going to donate five hundred dollars towards their school. And then the, one the, the this competition has been going on for all four years of of the event. The Mesquite Police Department's going to take on the Mesquite Fire Department again in a in a five person watermelon eating contest. Joey Chestnut will be our official judge for this competition. And Casablanca and Mesquite Gaming are going to be happy to donate a thousand dollars to the charity of choice to the Wayne Department. Uh, so it's a great way for the community to get involved. Uh, like we said, we have the the best judge of eating contest and Joey Chestnut you can have. It's just gonna be a lot of fun for the community to come out. And then you also will have you'll let the attendees will get to choose which barbecue they love the most and vote for the People's Choice Award. Um, and a team with the most votes by Sunday evening will win how much? Two thousand dollars cash. And you know this is a, a another great way to engage the community. You know our our, our task with this Casablanca Rib Fest for people to come out and eat and enjoy their time. But this adds an extra fold to it. They get to vote for their favorite barbecue vendor, and uh, whoever has the most votes at the end of uh, end of the uh, the the day on Sunday is going to win an extra two thousand dollars to them. So it's really important people come out, try all three vendors, and vote for your favorite. Yeah. So this is the uh, fourth annual 2021 Casablanca Rib Fest, September 10th, 11th, and 12th, up at the Casablanca Hotel in Mesquite. So. Um, Christian, want to thank you for uh, letting our listeners know about this. And uh, like I said, I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up and check this out. Absolutely, Coach. You got to vote for your favorite barbecue and uh, join the masses as you come to the Casablanca Resort on that great weekend. Christian, thank you very much for uh, informing us of uh, this great event that you have. Thank you. 
If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. We had UNLV in Eastern Washington playing at Allegiant Stadium in what I call the first real home game for UNLV with unrestricted home fans being available to come. 21,090 people in the stands was the attendance announced. Went into double overtime. UNLV lost in double overtime. They lost with a pass at the one-yard line that they couldn't get in. Six-inch line, basically. Eastern Washington did a great job of covering the receiver. He caught the ball uh, in the second overtime. It would have tied the game. Um, so it was an exciting game going down. A lot of people on Twitter were upset that people were leaving at the end of the third quarter when UNLV was down. Um, so now UNLV will go and face Arizona State, and they are – over four touchdown underdogs to Arizona State uh, right now. I like you on the V if it's going to be that kind of number. Um, and again, playing in Legion Stadium, home home game, and then they will come back and play Iowa State, who kind of struggled in their opener. Um, so we've got Marcus Herrero from the Reb Zone with Paloma Villacana um, talking about the game and getting ready for Arizona State. So here is Coach Marcus Herrera in, in Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 uh, talking about the loss to Eastern Washington. This is the Rep Zone Sports Show. <laughs> Disappointed, obviously, that's, that, that hurts a lot. That's, that's a good football team. Um, we've invested a lot in this offseason to come out here, and uh, we're not into, I'm not into moral victories. These guys know that. Um, we're too competitive and we work too hard. Um, but these guys are, are busting the tails. We saw some, some real improvement in a lot of areas. It's, it's really difficult. Like, right now, it's really difficult, yes. But, you know, as a man, you got to understand and learn from your mistakes and get better from it. And... We're not going to dwell on this too long. You know, we're going to get back at it tomorrow, see what we had to do, and, you know, see what plays we could have hit on and get better. Simple as that. Back to work. Back to work. Foot on the gas. Let's go. Um, before we dive into the highlights and everything from Thursday, what did you learn about your football team on Thursday night? Well, I mean, we got our first opportunity to see us after a, uh, a full offseason, and I think that that's uh, – I think – you know, it's impossible for us to ignore and acknowledge the fact that we've seen some really, really good things in our football team um, internally. 
Uh, never satisfied, obviously, with, uh, with coming away when, in a game you want to win after you put that much into it. Um, but the reality of it is you got to really look down into it after week one and see what you did well and what can you do to fix it to, uh, to improve. And I think that's the excitement that we've got uh, right now going into this week, um, another chance to get better um, together. Well, I think we all saw growth and improvement on Thursday night, but let's roll those highlights. Roll them. Hey, nice to see all you fans pack Allegiant Stadium on Thursday night. Well, UNLV's defense came out of the gate hunting. Number four, Jacoby Winman. We'll be talking a lot about him this season. He led the Rebels with 10 tackles and one sack, swarming Eastern Washington early on Thursday. After two missed field goals, Eastern Washington would go up on the scoreboard first, leading 3-0 in the second. Junior quarterback Justin Rogers would get the start on Thursday for the Rebels. A handoff to the Chuck Wagon, and he's rolling early. Chuck had himself a night averaging six yards a carry. His teammate Daniel Gutierrez would also shine in this game, kicking a beautiful 49-yard field goal to tie it up 3-3. Three to three. Later in the second, we gotta shout out the freshman DB, Cam Oliver. Eric Barrier with time overthrows the ball right into the hands of Oliver, and the freshman is turning up. The Rebels would later settle for a field goal, taking a 6-3 lead at halftime. The Eagles came out clawing in the third quarter. Barrier to Chisholm hit him with that spin move, and Eastern Washington takes a 10-6 lead with 10-40 left in the third. Eagles finding some momentum, Barrier to Dennis Merritt, and the Eagles push their way to a 20-6 lead. Later in the fourth, the Rebels, Kui Olota forces a fumble and recovers it. A huge turning point for the Rebels as they set this up. The Chuck Wagon, 16 yards to the house, and he gone. Okay, Chuck, well, come back because they need you. The Rebels tie it up at 20. Eastern Washington with a chance to ice the game. No dice. We head into OT, tied up at 20. Grab the popcorn because the show is just getting started. Brumfield to Williams. We'll be seeing a lot of this. The Chuck Wagon rolling. His second touchdown of the night. Rebels on top 27 to 20. But the Eagles respond. Barrier airs it out to Dylan Ingram and we head into double overtime. Tied up at 27. Barrier with a 25 yarder. This time to Blake Goble. And Eastern Washington takes a 33 to 27 lead. Eagles go for two. Woodman gets a hand on it, but the ball falls into the hands of Tololo Limu Jones. Eastern Washington leads 35 to 27. Dougie Fresh says, all right, I'll take it in myself. 19 yards to the house, his first rushing touchdown of the season. UNLV trails 35 to 33 as they go for two. Brumfield to Zyle Griffin and the refs say he was just short of the goal line. A tough ending for the Rebels, falling 35 to 33 against Eastern Washington. All right, coach, what impressed me was the way your defense came out, that hunger mentality. What growth did you see from your, your defense on Thursday? Well, I think, again, it's, just, it's, it's hard to ignore the, the, the opportunity we've had to finally get together, and you can see that come out. They played well, uh, fit the run scheme early, uh, had some takeaways, had one on special teams, but from, a, from, a, you know, from Cooey there, did an awesome job on special teams. Um, but, I mean, they took the ball away to stop the run. There's a lot of things to, to fix up that we want to do better, but I think that's week one. I think that's, there's a lot of teams in the country saying that right now. Um, after week one, and I know we're one of them, a chance to get back in there and, and pull it back together versus now a really good team on the road. Well, I want to switch over to the quarterbacks. Um, what was it in fall camp that made you say, all right, 
Justin Rogers is, is the guy for Thursday. Well, he did a lot of things in, in fall camp that gave us the opportunity to believe he could uh, can move the football. I mean, we went into this thing saying they're both probably going to play. They did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we gave you every opportunity for him to, to see if we can get out of some things and get a spark going. Uh, it was an awesome opportunity to get dug in there at that time yeah. and, uh, and provided a really good spark. But those guys in camp, you know, both did things to put themselves in position. And, uh, and it was good to see Doug come alive and provide a spark in his, really his, his first real game with a, with a backing of, of understanding the offense. Halftime, what were you telling Justin? Well, I mean, at halftime, you're telling the team the whole thing. You just got to get back and get back into a rhythm. You know, find a way to get in a rhythm. Find a way to to move the ball effectively, um, and, and to continue to see some certain things. There's some flashes and stuff we didn't see, and we want to communicate how we get that done. Um, but again, you can't play outside the scheme. You know, you got to go ahead and, and push forward. And um, again, Doug came off the bench, and, and we thought we needed a spark, and it did a nice job. The chemistry with Doug and the offense, what did you see on Thursday with him out there? Well, I think the same thing everybody saw. I mean, the, the ball started moving, and yeah. Doug, Doug provides uh, some, some feet that also give him a chance to, to be a, a dual attack, you know, in a lot of ways, you know. And uh, he, he provided that opportunity through some good balls, made some, made some things that we know we want to fix. We had some turnovers that are things that, that, that we can't do. Those are things that, that, that uh, you can't have in, in, in to, if you want to win a game, especially against a good football team. So. Um, again, he came in. I thought he did provided a, a, a good spark to us. Uh, did some good things and a lot of stuff we can we can improve on. Your meetings in your quarterback room after the game. What was your meeting like? What was you know your your corrections for them? It's the same all the time. I mean, you got to be able to to uh, produce produce the quarterback position. You know, and that's making good decisions, taking care of the football, understanding critical situations, moving the chains, and and providing leadership for the group. And uh, that won't change. Win, lose, or draw. Those are the things that are going to win football games. And so. We have an awesome opportunity to put on some game film finally uh, with a good backing of understanding what we want to do offensively and defensively. And I think that the opportunity to get back in there for those guys the other day and sit down there and watch game film at full speed versus somebody else uh, is really important for our growth. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see who you go with this week in Arizona State. We're getting ready for Tempe this Saturday at 730. UNLV is headed on the road, their first road game of the season. How the Rebels will be looking to upset Arizona State who are coming off a big 41 to 14 win over Southern Utah this week. We'll break down the Sun Devils coming up next. You're Coach's Quarter continues. And welcome back to Coach's Corner. I uh, just heard from Coach Marcus Aurora about the loss to Eastern Washington. But we've got some updated news of Golden Knights. Uh, Golden Knights fans won't be required to provide proof of COVID-19 uh, or a negative test to attend the games this season at T-Mobile. Uh, the Knights had the option of opting out of Nevada's indoor mask mandate if they required fans to, to at least be partially vaccinated. Though, though the only fully vaccinated would be allowed to go unmasked. Instead, the team decided to comply with the mandate until it was listed. The Las Vegas Gold Knights, the Henderson Silver Knights, will continue to be follow the applicable recommendations from the state and local health officials. The National Hockey League and the CDC, the Knights said in a statement. So the Raiders took the opposite approach, and they are requiring proof of vaccination uh, to attend games at Allegiant Stadium. So... Um, the Knights choosing not to have proof of vaccination for the games, but you must wear a mask. So you're listening to the Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. 
Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. We also had a kind of a neutral site game here, BYU-Arizona. Uh, Arizona bringing their contingent of fans, but BYU really uh, doing them uh, with 54,541 people in attendance, which broke the record for a football contest played in southern Nevada, or Nevada in general, actually. Uh, the record prior to that was 44-6-15 in 2006 um, in the Las Vegas Bowl. So BYU doing a great job um, with the fans, but also doing a great job on the field. And they are going to continue to come and play. And you got to really give the stadium authority people that are booking these events uh, they announced last week LSU will face Southern Cal in 2024. Uh, BYU has booked Notre Dame for next year. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens there with being these neutral site games. And uh, the reason that these are uh, interesting is that it's being called the Nevada the Vegas kickoff classic. So um, John Sassente, who works for ESPN, who runs the Las Vegas Bowl, is kind of heading this up. Um, so the Las, the Vegas kickoff classic um, is from the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The president and CEO, Stephen Hill, uh, is in charge of that. And again, it's going to be really, really interesting with those guys bringing in these marquee teams to Las Vegas, to Allegiant Stadium, which, number one, is good for the city uh, for a number of reasons. They've got to sell hotel rooms, and hotel rooms are paying for how this stadium was financed. The bad sign is, when is Vegas going to get? When is UNLV going to be one of these teams? It's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out over the next couple of years. Um, so here's a quote from BYU coach Kalani Sataki. We love that we have a fan base that's nearby. A lot of people here have connections, whether they're from the city or a family that's here. We will come here as much as they will have us. 
That means every year, people. Um, the BYU game against Notre Dame hasn't been announced, but it, it has been announced. The game is expected to be played in the October 8th or 29th time, time slots, and it will be on national TV. Um, so BYU is kind of beheading up these neutral site games at Allegiant Stadium. And you've got to remember, there is a large Mormon presence in Las Vegas itself. And it's Interstate 15. If you drive 60, it's an eight-hour trip. Nobody drives 60 anymore, okay? And it's a straight shot. You get on 15, you just come down. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see what the relationship between BYU and Las Vegas. Um, so, again, both parties know that if the Cougars show up, so will plenty of fans. Um, BYU director, athletic director Tom Holman did not respond to her questions about that. Um, they could be in the Big 12 next year. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Um BYU Big 12 playing Notre Dame in Allegiant Stadium. So you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. We'll be back right after this short break. You're listening to Coach's Corner. Here again, your host. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we have Christian Adderson of the Casablanca Hotel and Resort in Mesquite, Nevada. And he's here to tell us about the 2021 Super Run Car Show, uh, which will be September 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, and this is a partnership with Las Vegas Cruising Association. So, Christian, thanks for coming on the show. And tell everybody about how big an event this is. This is a huge event for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, the Mesquite Super Run is, is a great car show event, and we're going to have over 600 cars uh, displayed over a three-day uh, weekend here in Mesquite over September 17 through 19. So if you're a car fan, you're going to see everything up here, vintage cars, new cars, customs, rat rods. I mean, really, if you're a car fan, you're going to see every type of car uh, up here at the Casablanca Resort over that weekend. And then you've got uh, a lot of money to be awarded, correct? Absolutely. Uh, 15000 in cash and, and drawing prizes uh, for car show participants, and over 260 total awards will be given out. Uh, we have a lot of great cars, and we're going to recognize those great cars that come out and participate in the Mesquite Super Run Car Show. And a lot of those awards are based on the voting of attendees, correct? Absolutely. One of the many great things about the Super Run event is, one, it's free to the public to attend, and also the public can vote for their favorite car, and that goes to the results uh, of the contest. So when you come out to the Casablanca Resort uh, for Super Run, make sure you grab your ballot when you're, while you're walking around looking at these great cars and vote for your favorite car. Yeah, and some of, some of the events include open header cruises, slow drag competition, roaring engines, bring your earplugs, people, um, burnout competition um so for more information you can go visit superrun.com now this event is this do you also have this spread out throughout the city of mesquite 
We do, yeah. The, the, the event takes place at the, the Casablanca Resort, and then right across the street uh, at the old Oasis property, we utilize that parking lot, and then you'll see cars at our sister property, the Virgin River Hotel and Casino. And then during that open-header cruise, these cars uh, really open it up, and they uh, <laughs> they cruise through town, and, and uh, not a bad spot to, to look at these great cars when that's going around. And, and I think that's the beauty of this event is you not only get to look at these great cars, but you get to see what's under the hood and see them in action with the open-header crews, the slow drag, roaring engines, and that burnout competition. So, like I said, car fan, you got to get up here for Super Run September 17th through the 19th. Yeah, and it's open to the public, and it's free. Uh, but if you want rooms, where do they go to get rooms? Absolutely. Go to CasablancaResort.com or VirginRiver.com and uh, book book your hotel as soon as you can. Uh, we will sell it that weekend with over 600 cars and all the great car fans coming up to Mesquite for that weekend. We're definitely going to be sold out that weekend. Yeah, so it's a great event um, that you guys put on. And as you said, over 600 vehicles. Um, and as you said, every possible combination of cars from a uh, you know, a classic car to rat rods, um, you know, and then the, you know, when they have these burnouts and things, I mean, you got flames coming out of the exhaust. Uh, it, it's a great event, a great event for anybody that's a car buff. Uh, and if you're not a car buff, maybe we can turn you into a car buff by coming up and checking it out. Absolutely. There's nothing better than bringing the whole family up here. It's free to the public. Wander around and see just some beautiful cars and, yeah, once you get that that uh, classic car itch, it's it's hard to get uh, to scratch it. But walking around and getting to see all these cars in action is a great way to uh, enjoy a great weekend up here at the Casablanca Resort. Right, and you and you've got the Casablanca Resort in itself with its uh, unbelievable pool and spa. Uh, you've got the hotel with the uh, uh, the restaurants, and it's a one stop shop basically. If you if you come up there to the Casablanca Hotel up in Mesquite, so. Christian, I want to thank you very much for talking about the 2021 Super Run, which will go from September 17th, 18th, and 19th at the Casablanca and Virgin River Hotel and Casino. So, Christian, thank you for coming on the show and informing our listeners of this event. Thanks, Coach. But quick, the neighbors, there they go again. Every weekend, and they're gone for the night. Where do you think they go? Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? Go ask them when they get back. They're back. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we can afford $99. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on Highway Radio Network. Hey, this is one of my pet peeves. I'm going to go off on this one here. Uh, Big 12 expansion. League wants four teams with focus on BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. Everybody's talking about this. This could be done by this week. Um, with, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving to go to the SEC and the Big 12 kind of struggling, uh, you know, talk of are they going to add more teams, are they going to add, you know, four teams, six teams, eight teams, what are they going to do? The pack has come out and said they are not going to expand, but they have had conversations with teams that are interested in expansion. Where is big? Where is UNLV and all this stuff? Um, of course, BYU. 
good good program. Uh, my my question is going to be: Is BYU going to go to the Big Twelve? And what about they have their own television network? Um, they're not going to give that up. Um, Cincinnati, Houston, U- UCF, all solid programs. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all develops up. But again. UNLV being left out in the short straw, and I think the blame's got to be put on the UNLV administration for not moving on this, not being involved in this. Um, you had athletic director Desiree Reed Francois, who, in essence, you know the the standing line was she had her bag packed at the door and was ready to leave it on a minute's notice to go to another school. She would be the only one going to these potential meetings with these conference commissioners and things of this nature. That's just the way she ran her department. Eric Harper, who is now the AD at UNLV, I don't like to say interim AD. He's the AD, okay? He's the AD until some some decisions made. Uh, you have President Whitfield, who publicly came out with a statement, well, we're going to hire an AD in January. I got news for you. Any AD that's hired in January is either looking to get being one step from being fired, looking to retire on a, what I call the Charlie Cavanero package, go to a school and just hang out, collect more money for your retirement, play golf, don't meet with the boosters. Um, But again, Big West is not the PAC, the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10. Currently, right now, teams are getting $4 million. Desiree Reed Francois went to Missouri. They are expecting $43 million off of their television rights. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You can do a lot of things, not only for football, but for all of your programs. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens to number one. UNLV, we, our last segment, we've talked about all these games at Allegiant Stadium with BYU basically going to have camp there, have a game there every year. You've got USC playing Louisiana State. Uh, there are going to be some other marquee games at Allegiant Stadium. It's just going to be an unbelievable situation. Um, the Pac-12 basically saying we're not going to expand, but we've had conversations with the teams that were interested. Again, the conversations, in my understanding, would be Desiree Reed Francois, which leaves UNLV high and dry. UNLV can be a player in a Power 5 conference. We now have, at UNLV, they have the Tier 1 Carnegie research status which always been always has been held against uh, UNLV for getting into a conference you've got facilities you've got a two billion dollar stadium for football you've got a great practice facility with the Fertitta practice facility you've got the Menden Hall for men's basketball you've got Thomas and Mack um, for the, for the games that it will hold 17,000 plus. Um, they're, they're, on paper, there is no reason 
they shouldn't be in. Well, but again, on paper, what's their record for football been for the last 10 years? Basketball. They haven't been into the NCAA tournament in 16 years. The last time Lon Cougar was here. Made it to the made it to this week's 16. Those are the things that are holding them back. And with all these potential changes happening with leagues and things of that nature, the Mountain West is just sitting there. Okay, Boise, yeah, Boise would be a good team. But Boise is one of those places you can't get there from here. It's just hard to get into. Um, San Diego State, another great team. Easy access in and out. They've got good programs. They've got good basketball. They've got good football. They're not being even being considered in the mix with these schools. And again, UNLV trying to live off their reputation from the 90s, the early 90s, when Jerry Tarkanian took the team to two Final Fours in a row, winning the national championship in 1990. I got news for you people. Those days are over. Too much competition out there in hoops. Football, as I said, you've got facilities that they've never had. Um, you've got a, a good coach coming in with Marcus Aurora. They played an exciting game against Eastern Washington in the second half. First half was kind of just defense couldn't get off the field because offense would go in and, you know, three and out. Um, hopefully he can get this thing turned around. But going to Arizona State, a four-plus touchdown underdog, coming home to Iowa State is not going to be an easy two weeks for the UNLV Rebels. Um, Marcus Aurora loves to wear the running Rebel hat for at practice and when he's on his TV show, his radio show. Um, you know, we really haven't heard a word from Kevin Kruger on what's going on with him. Um, they've had some meetings with some alums. Uh, and again, we want them to win. We want everybody to win at UNLV. Uh, all the other sports are doing really well. Uh, the Olymp which is called the Olympic sports. They're doing very well. Uh, Desiree Reed Francois did a great job for uh, components for student athletes in, in, the, in the graduation rate. Uh, they brought in a sports psychologist. They have a nutritionist. Um, so she took care of those things for the student athletes. But as she said to me when I had uh, a meeting with her over coffee, the only thing I can talk about is my Olympic sports and my graduation rates. She couldn't talk. She couldn't talk about the big, the big two, football and basketball, because they weren't getting it done. So again, we go through these cycles, um, hiring and firing coaches, coaches leaving in this last situation, in hoops, with uh, um, T.J. Olsenberger going to Iowa State, kind of leaving us high and dry. Uh, I remember his being flown in on a helicopter to UNLV's campus. Um, I was there that day. They brought the, brought him in on a chopper. It was pretty neat. Um, but, you know, when the Iowa State job opened up, that's where he's from. That's where his wife's from. Uh, that was a no-brainer. Everybody knew going into the season, he was going to uh, get rumors where that coach was going to get fired. Everybody knew TJ was going to do everything in his power to get 
get that position done for him. So he really didn't do a good job coaching. But again, I think we go through these cycles with, you know, we get new presidents, we get new ADs. Uh, we finally made a commitment to football um, with a $32 million building that originally was scheduled to be about 20. And because of construction costs here in town with Allegiant Stadium, um, Resorts World, they just got caught up in the, the, the bidding process because everything had to go to bid. Um, and, you know, these, these contractors, and I've, I had this said to me firsthand when we were trying to build a softball stadium, I got money for the softball stadium. You know, I had a contractor say to me, Coach, I can't give you any kind of deals on the bids. He goes, I'm, I'm working on Bellagio. That's a billion-dollar project. I'm going to send you a bid, but it's going to be full price. There's not going to be any discounts because why would I want to work on something that's worth one and a half million when I'm working on something that's worth a billion? And, you know, I understood that. And when we were doing, when we finally got the construction going on the um, softball stadium, the coach came to me and said, hey, we would like to put a wall in. Uh, and the wall was no bigger than maybe 10 feet long with a door. So I went to a contractor and I said, what would it cost for us to add, do a change? And it's the worst thing you want to do when you're doing construction. And he told me, oh, that's a $10,000 change deal. I go, $10,000? I can go to Home Depot or Lowe's, get a bunch of two-by-fours and some drywall, get a door, and it would probably cost me five, $600. He goes, coach, that's what the bid's going to be. You put it in, it's going to be a $10,000 change order. I said, what about a folding wall? He goes, same price, same price. So going to be really interesting, as I said, what happens with UNLV Mountain West. Um, and again, $4 million versus what the pack is getting uh, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, it's a drop in a bucket, people. And you're really not going to be able to expand your programs. $4 million is nothing, you know, it, it, when you're looking at budgets and things of that nature. Um, even in the pack, they were the lowest paid compensated for television revenue. That's all going to change. Um, that money has filtered down to a lot of the other programs. It's filtered down to gymnastics. Gymnastics in the pack has their own television package. Can you believe that? But it's all because the money is there to do it. It's helped their, it's helped their women's basketball programs. It's helped all the programs in the pack. So we will see what's going to happen with the Big 12. And as I said, supposedly one of the rumors is that this could be done by this week with BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. You're listening to the Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada.